Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know, here prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to one slide request. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request. You know, quarantine shit, we're stuck in the house. But now we can have guests from all over the country. And today, I got my nigga Jordan Temple. What's good, Jordan? What's up, niggas? Yeah, bro. Chilling. Trying to make this work. We spent a lot of time just talking about gay slaves and how that was a hard, that must have been a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, that is selfish. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like at that, at that point, being a slave is just like, ha- like there has to be at some point you're kind of like, all right, this is my you're life. Mostly slave, you're not. Yeah. Gay. That was the one time it wasn't okay to be gay. Is when it was, it was slavery times, because there was no context. It wasn't like liberate me. We're thinking with today's language and uh, advances in human thought. What percentage of the population were gay people back then? There's still probably, I feel like there's still like a lot of like, I don't think they were so, they weren't like politically active gays, but they were definitely gays. But how many, but how many politically active slaves slave. were there? I'm saying, if you were a slave, if you could read, that was amazing. If you were gay and could read, well, it, that's the thing, though. Reading is gay, so if yeah. You, that's what I was about to say. There's, there's the period, no, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe the gay niggas could read. The gay niggas could read. Yo, the gay niggas why, could read. That's why the the slave. That's why they were important. That's why they were important, bro. That's why slave masters didn't want niggas to read, because yeah. white men are inherently gay, and they knew that if their slaves could read, they would become gay, and they would be even more attracted to them. Yeah, so they don't want to see white man, man. I'm telling you, man. I got these, man. I read this new book called uh, Hotep Chemtrails. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shout out to the, the Hotep. I actually was, I was actually asking myself. I asked online. And I was like, Yo, what do Hoteps actually do besides just like make bad memes and have like and just eat vegan? What do they do that's so bad? Like, how are they bad? Um, I don't know. Is it like a hotel terrorist? I, I don't know. I don't think they are that bad. I actually like them. I mean, they can say some things where I'm like, I remember one time I was dating a chick who like had hotel brothers and there was like a shooting somewhere and she sent me a meme that was Kermit the Frog being like, it's interesting how they discuss, they discuss this, they discuss this shooting. They don't discuss this. And I was just like, it just like, where did you get this meme from? This, this shooting just happened 10 minutes ago. Why are you already conspiracy, brother? Like, I was like, that's kind of annoying, but I don't see Hoteps really, like, you know, marching up to Congress or anything like that and threatening to blow shit up. The Hotep Caucus? The Hotep Caucus, yeah. I also don't think most of them have good jobs. Yeah. I think they're bums. I think they are mostly on welfare. I remember there was one Hotep dude who was on C-SPAN back in the day, and he like once he went to C-SPAN, I forget it was, went to like his local government and was just like, I have a request here that we exterminate the white race. And he gave all this proof, but he was at like, but he's on like a political floor, just saying this on C-SPAN, being like, "Yo, you should all kill yourselves," and they let him speak. And then that guy ended up opening a bookstore in the in the D.C. area called Blacknificent. 
And then, but I also I started a show in Boston called Black Magnificent, where I just had niggas do this do black comedy in, in Boston. And one day I was like, I should probably call this dude and see what he thinks about it. So I called him, and he was just like, Yo, so background, where are you from? And I was like, Boston. Then where's your family from? I was like, I was born in Zimbabwe. He's like, Uh huh. Do you go back? And I was like, Yeah. And he was like, Yeah. Uh, the name Blacknificent is too important to be used for comedy and hung up the phone. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I felt bad about it. I was like, damn, that shit, that shit hurt my feelings. But I was like, yo, nigga, I like, I'm from yeah, Africa, brother, baby. He's right, though, brother. Look at yourself uh, how? right now. How? You lost. You a lost nigga. Look at you right now. Wearing the FUBU hat. Cup. You got a damn Patriots cup and a FUBU hat. Yes. The problem is... You're, you're fucked up in the head. No, I'm not, so baby. Off. What you talking about? What you talking about? Nah, nah. Because at the end of the day, my brother, I feel like as a black as a black African American, there is no truer patriot than I. You we have African. suffered. We, yeah, you're I'm African American. You, know, you that, can't benefit from what the black man in America. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Because without, because without me, without I, there'd be no we. You feel me, my brother? Without uh, I, without, without, yes, I yes, yes. Without me, the original the man, loss. there would not be the strong black African American man. I am the I'm the original African. We came together. We're African American. We it's, it's for us, baby. It's for love. us, by us. I got, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, bro. I think we're together. We have to be together in this. We have to, we have to hold each other down because the white man cannot see that. The white man doesn't ask for so, your passport when they talk to you. The, the white man does not ask who is where's your about Hotep thought is we're beyond the white man. The real struggle is inside of the black man himself. And it's between, and when I say in the black man himself, I mean between the African and the African American. I feel and like your argument's better African, because your glasses are thick. Africans from Africa, y'all niggas gotta go. Oh, no, nah, fuck that. I'm not gonna <laughs> let you beat, nah, nah, nah. We're not, we're not going, I'm not going out like this shit. Hold up, wait a minute. You're gonna you're gonna wear you're gonna wear black glasses. Fuck that shit. I'm prepared for this motherfucker. Excuse me, my brother. As we continue, <laughs> we could we continue talking now. Oh, now now we talking. Now we talking. Now no, say, say African shit. ass glasses. Yes, I got the I got the black. Oh wait, hold up. Wear that. You can't wear that damn Fubu hat. It's for us by us. What you talk? What you mean, Not baby? For Zimbabweans by Zimbabweans. Oh, you want to? You want keep? You want keep talking? Shit. I got. I got to put on fuzz buzz if that's what fuzz you want. Fuzz buzz. <laughs> <laughs> put on what? Fuzz buzz. What <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe by Zimbabwe? Fuzz <laughs> <laughs> got on fuzz buzz. Fuzz buzz. <laughs> fuzz buzz. Yeah, I, got oh. food. I got food in my fridge, dog, but I don't want to make it. I'm going to save it for dinner. Yeah, that's a good idea. I got a pork chop in that home. Mm. Uh, oh, you, 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 you eating the swine, brother? You eating the swine? <laughs> can't be eating the swine. Yeah, we passed that, bro. No, we not. No, we not. You can't be past the swine. Mama. I don't give a shit. I love a pork chop. Ooh, that's what they lost. You know, the hotel listeners just turn it off right now, bro. We just lost followers for that shit. They should. Them niggas broke. Donations. 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 No, wait, no, no, wait, Nick. Do you know how to get? Can you do a Dr. Umar? The the thing with him is he will he thinks he has like a really good point wrapped up in a cool rhyme. And he just keeps saying it over and over again. The green is not mean. The green was not mean. The green was not mean. Donations. <laughs> Thank you for the ten dollars. Next time, make it twenty. Yes, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I love it. Donations. 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 Yo, Jordan, what's your favorite song, bro? Like, not maybe right now or of all time. 
right now, my favorite song, ooh, boy, my favorite song right now is, um, I actually put it at the end of uh, my Atlanta script, uh, season four, episode one, uh, Name Drop. You got the whole IMDB, bro. The song is called, it might not stay anyway, but I put it in my draft, but it's, it's called, um, it's called Sunny Afternoon by Benny Sings. It's just a really warm Motown sounding ass. Like, it's just so good, man. Let's play it's, that shit. It's smooth, bro. Oh, uh, that shit right here? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this is... It does have, like, that, you know, quality. It's just like, you know, things would be all right. Smooth, Where'd you bro. first hear it, if you remember? On a Spotify playlist. Yo, you fuck with Spotify like that? Because I have, I have it. Spotify, like, is, Spotify is choice. Yo, I'm a title person, to be honest. A what? Title? I used, I used title, yeah. Because okay. I got it for free for a while. I got it for free for like six months back in like 2016. I kind of just, I made playlists and I just stuck with it. But, uh, yeah, I like how, like, was it a playlist you made or just a, play, a playlist that was curated for you? Uh, curated. Yeah, I mean... I like it sometimes when they, I like when people can do shit like that. Like those people, like I always wish that like I could have that job where it's like, I'm going to pick out songs and just make, this is a, this is a whole thing. So, um, what do you think of when you hear this? Uh, I don't know. It's very peaceful. It's like, I mean, I've been living in California for a while for work and I've been going back and forth. So like, you know, almost to like a volatile degree, but I kind of, I like going back and forth. And I, I gave up my Greenpoint apartment mm. and I actually moved into my own spot. Um, and I, you know, into a two bedroom and I just was like, signed a year lease and I was like, damn, I really am here. And so mm. this, this, uh, this song kind of embodies that just feeling um, <clears throat> at peace with that decision and being, feeling like, you know, it's like California is just like, is this, is its own idea and kind of like place and just like, it has its own peace and like sun is one of the biggest qualities of that. It's sunny every day. Yeah. And uh, hearing that song and I've been playing that nonstop and especially in the afternoon and just being like grateful and like present, it just makes me feel like that. <laughs> All right, man. That's what's up. What part of uh, LA you want to go? Silver Lake. Ah, uh, Silver Lake. I remember I did a show. I, I, I went to LA like what, like five years ago. I did a show in LA. I basically I was bom- I bombed the entire time because obviously, and I was there. And I for- I said Silver Lake, but I wasn't in Silver Lake. And everyone got so pissed off at me. Ah, uh, like oh, you're not in Silver Lake right now. And I was like, damn, what's wrong with Silver Lake, nigga? It seems like it's a chill spot. It is chill. Also, I live in the part of Silver Lake that reminds me that Silver Lake is a gentrified neighborhood. Oh, yeah? How's that? Because there's more Mexicans in, in this part of uh, Silver Lake than I, have, <clears throat> than I have seen in other parts of Silver Lake that I've been in. Same for Los Feliz. I lived in Los Feliz before that. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's, it's just gentrified. And you just remember that. 
Yeah, do you ever feel kind of like I feel this sometimes with gentrification, especially when it comes to like living in Spanish parts? Whereas, like, you ever feel like as just a non Spanish person, you're just destroying like a Spanish neighborhood? I don't give a fuck. I don't know. I know they don't like me either. <clears throat> um, I don't think I'm destroying shit. I don't have a home here. I, I would, I'm probably, I'm technically a gentrifier <clears throat> or a hentifier. Um, <laughs> they don't have silent G. Do they have silent G's? Yeah, they do have silent G's. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they do. Because me, hente was a thing, and that was a silent G. Yeah, that's a TV show, Henty Five. Oh yeah, it is. I thought it was. I kept calling, I kept calling it Genetified. Mm. See, you're part of the problem. I'm part. Of, I'm part of the problem. Yes. Uh, Dos quesadillas, poor favor. That's. Ooh. That's. Yeah. What? Nigga, what are you talking about? You better be careful. Yeah, don't you live in Yeah, let me. But I don't, I don't say. I don't talk like that. But I just point at shit. I'm just like. Yeah. Thirteen, coming, haul your ass off. Nah, I I tried to be fancy and order like a caprino or whatever. And when the dude said it back to me, I was like, "That's not the. That's clearly not the word that I just said." And I'm the asshole. Yeah, it's fine though. I don't know. Yeah, I try to be like, "Hey, man." I'm part. I go through the same shit. You know, racism affects me. Well, we're we're allies in this, but I don't know. People don't see that shit. Yo, can we talk about Lupe Fiasco for a second? Hell yeah, we talk about Lupe Fiasco. Man, I uh, I don't think he's gotten his flowers, man. Yeah, I saw a tweet about that earlier today. You did? Yeah, about how like. His loop, mixtape, Lupe Fiasco, he made, like, he had one of the best mixtape series of all time, and nobody ever talks about that shit. Yeah. Was it Streets something? It was, uh, I remember the second one was called Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. I listened to all that shit back in the day, man. Yeah, and, like, how he had, like, a, I remember, it, so did I, because he had, like, the whole, like, the concept, the mystic, like, the cool concept was, like, on, like, 15 different songs, and it was, yeah. it was, it was out of order. And if you listen to him in order, it all made sense. But it was just like, oh, you listen to his first album, you hear this shit. Like, the cool is the end of it. But then Kick Push is, like, the beginning. But then you go back to Pen and the Needles off his, off his like, second yeah. mixtape. That's the middle. And you're just like, what the? I could, like, I had no idea what was happening. But I loved it. It was amazing. I remember back in the day, I'd be on all those like message boards and just <clears throat> I'd be, I'd see all that and I'd listen to I'd listen to all the songs sporadically and then in order like just what you said and it's just I don't know, man. His uh his con- concept game you could you could study that as an up and coming artist and with you know technology being what it is now, be a bigger artist than Lupe off the strength of his blueprint like yeah. i think i think kendrick studied that definitely did. I think kendrick studied lupe more than niggas even understand for real i could see that a hundred percent like i forget what the name of the song was but it was like lupe uh did a whole like he remixed that what's that uh, ashanti song with a super hard beat it's like a good it's like a guitar like dun, dun, dun. yeah What's it called again? Oh, I gotta find. I gotta find this. Shit. I gotta find this shit because like he remixed that shit and it was all about getting arrested. Is it only whole, you, only you. Yes, can you play? Can you play that shit? Just because the instrumental, the beat was just out of control. But like, I remember that he when Lupe did that shit, he remixed it and it was just him in the back of a police car 
talking all this shit to the cops. But then he says one thing that you realize it was all in his head the entire time. And he didn't say it. He was just thinking it. And it was like, damn, bro. Like, the subtleties of that is just like, Kendrick figured that out with a lot of shit. Like, I saw a parallel between that and um, I think it was uh, Sing About Me on, on Good Kid Mad City. He did a similar thing. Oh, yeah. And then at the end, I don't know if Kendrick did that at the end of the song, but Kendrick, uh, but, but Lupe, um, no, Kendrick is talking to um like a old this old woman and they're just like you know she's like get it together why are y'all fighting all that shit yeah that's yeah that's that's on um yeah i think that's on that's kendrick yeah kendrick did that shit that was a great it's like but that's how deep like concept shit lupe was one of the first for me to really do that to do it do it where it's just like all right, here's the whole here's the whole universe, and I miss I miss it like that. Like Lupe did it, MF Doom did that shit, and now it's like Kendrick does it. But when Kendrick does it, it's kind of like people just imme- immediately go to Russ and judge it at face value instead of listening to it over and over and over again the way you're supposed to. Yeah, that's why niggas want an album so soon. Yeah, but it's like nah, it takes time, baby. Yeah, he's like give the nigga five years if he needs five years. Who gives a fuck? It's gonna be better than everything else motherfuckers are putting out. Yeah. Niggas putting out an album a year. It's like, all right, you know, and for what it is, niggas only, niggas can do an album a year. Like, Future is not going deeper than the pocket that he's in. No, he's not. He's not. And he doesn't, he doesn't need to. He don't. No one wants to hear concepts from Future. No. But, nah, actually, I, I, I would like Actually, wait, if it was like a, if it was a concept album of him walking in the child support court, just what's, what's going on in his, what's going on in his <laughs> mind, what's going on in his baby's mom's mind, the judge's that mind. Is, that nigga's not walking in the child support court. Well, like, the, the, okay, what's going through, what's going through his lawyer's mind, that's, I that's, want to hear that. I want to hear, I want to hear that. I want to hear him just, like, break down, like, I want to hear him, like, I want him to hear his lawyer, uh, you know, like, in, a bar mitzvah in between thinking about his fucking uh, court appearances with oh Jesus. yeah, him Drake taking on that. care of his kid, him the lawyer taking care of his kid while future is not yeah, and just the dichotomy of how the lawyer is just like I love my child, he's turned and it's just like thinking about how like guys like future really piss him off, but that's his client, so he has to he has to ride for him, and that would be that'd be some shit, yeah. So like, I want to see, I want to see that. That'd be, that'd be dope as hell. But like future. Well, I, I do not. I would, I'd pay for that. <laughs> like, All right, let's do that. But also with a guy like future, it sucks. You say album a year. A lot of these artists now, the fans are just like, they want an album every two months. And it's like, just that's not, you're not gonna get good shit like that. Like I remember Lil Uzi dropped his, he finally dropped his album after like three or four years and it was great. Then a month I later he dropped it. It was great. I didn't want I'm, you didn't I, like you didn't like Eternal Talking. I didn't. Bro, it made I love me realize that. I'm getting older. It made me realize I'm getting older because it's like I'm not gonna say I'm not like a like a you know I'm a human being. Uh, you know I, I think about fucking think about smashing these hoes, but um I don't like hearing innuendo or just like blatant sex shit in every rap song. And I feel like he did that so many times, it, it was grating. Like, I, I couldn't fucking listen to it. I was like, I felt myself getting older because I was like, I turned that off 
and I put Stevie Wonder on, or I put on Jill Scott, or somebody with a little bit more, I'm just like, this nigga, he's a fucking child. Like, how many yeah. ways can you talk about a girl sucking your dick, or having sex, or some stupid shit? Just shut up. Fuck, shut the fuck up. For me, Am I, I like to... Nick? Nick, do you know what I mean? I see what you're saying. So I, I see it too. For me, I kind of like, I look at artists like that, and like, I try not to focus too much on the content as much as just like the tone and shit. Cause to me, it was like, I listened to his music before this shit. And every time you heard him rap or whatever, it was kind of just like, he's doing shit cause he has to, like he's, it's an obligation. And that, and eternally Take is kind of just like, all right, finally the gloves are off. I am free of my old label. I can kind of do what I want to do. And all I cared about was just the energy of like, now I get to do what I want. And the samples and shit were like, I was like, oh, like this is this cliche is like, I want this. Like there's one song called You Better Move, right? Oh, you better move. And he samples the pinball game from fucking Windows ninety, Windows ninety eight. And mm. I was like, who? I was like, he clearly was like, I want a song with this sample, and he got what he wanted. Like it's like, so that to me is vindicated. It doesn't matter exactly what he did, but it's kind of oh. just like, all right, you like, because I look at I look at Young Thug kind of the same way, where it's just like Young Thug can be repetitive as hell. His content is super repetitive, but I like him because it's just like he. Thinks outside the box when it comes to flows and shit like that. But on contrast, you got guys like Lupe, Kendrick, who like when they think outside the box, it's always lyrical content. Yeah. He also takes an experience and he encapsulated encapsulates it as if you're there. And then when he explains it, it just blows your mind. Like uh, I don't know if y'all ever heard "Kill" before, um, but uh, go by who? By Thugger. Oh, play that shit. Play that shit, Nick. That shit is mind-blowing. But basically, the story behind Kill Before, I heard Young Thug explain it. He had, like, cardiac arrest or something? He had an experience where he was near death, and he was almost, he almost died. Or he did die, and he came back, and he brought, they brought him back. And so that's why it's like, Kill, that's what that song is about. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, I heard you. I heard him. I heard him talk about that. I remember hearing him talk about that. Like, just Man, I saw him do this shit live, and I like, I like elevated. Like, I could feel like my, I could feel myself like elevating. Yo, what's what is a what is a thug conversation? A thug concert like live? Because I've never been to one. It's a lot of energy. He's very he's very present. He feels larger than life. All right, I he really like does. Him. Yeah, I like him because uh, I remember. And Gucci Mane's book, right? He talks about how he first met Thug. He met Thug through Pee Wee Longway. He was like, I knew Pee Wee from the streets. And Pee Wee was just like, yo, I'm rapping now. And Gucci was like, oh, I'll sign you. He was like, no, 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 You don't got to sign me. But I have a homie named Young Thug right here who's nice. And Gucci was just like, oh, he's nice? And he was like, yeah. So, well, you're my man. And Gucci signed him on the spot. Never heard one record. And it was just like, all right. And then Gucci also, like, he had a, uh, he had a, Recording that recording studio that he had like an apartment above called the Brick Factory. You can go and like you can check, you can smoke, you could like play pool and shit. And he was like, yo, Thug pretty much lived there. Thug was always there. He'd sleep on the couch and shit. And he would just rap no matter what. And Gucci was like, no, no matter what's going on, I don't care if the song is not finished, just keep rapping. Just don't stop rapping. I can feel right there. Like in that moment right there, you can see the Y Club influence right there. 
Yeah, but he, me too. But he, he does Wyclef better than Wyclef. I mean, yeah, because Wyclef is, I, I like Wyclef in the background more than I like him in the, like when he, when he explains shit about how he made the song, I like that more than him like actually doing the song. Like how he took, uh, what you call it, uh, how he took the Wu-Tang, how he took Cash's Everything Around Me and made it into Maria Maria. Mm. You ever see that shit? He talks about like, he's like, he heard like the, um, it's, he, t- he talks about like just the riff in the back and how like he slowed it down and made Maria Maria on the guitar. And it's just like, oh shit, this dude's a fucking genius. Oh, he, wait, that, that uh, guitar line is this? Yeah, that guitar line is from that's the car, the guitar line is from uh is from Cream. He just took it and made it. No, no, it's not 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 no, not Cream. It's from Wu Tang Clan. Nothing to fuck with. He took it from that and made it into Maria Maria. He's like, oh, you just heard it, slowed it down, played it on the guitar. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that dude's a genius. And then on uh, Thug's album, what was it? On Jeffrey, Jeffrey, which is that's my, that's my favorite Thug album. He names all of his influences as the album, as the song titles. And the Wyclef song is just like, you hear his interpretation of what Wyclef would sound like. Oh shit, okay. Yeah, okay. you hear that, you hear you hear what his interpretation of Webby, like you just hear like how he feels about shit. You like, and it's not even, it's like, it can be lyrical sometimes, but it's also just like, just the energy you provide. You can just, you feel that shit. That's beautiful Thugger Girls? No, that's, no, that's, that's Jeffrey, that's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Beautiful no, Thugger song, Girls. This song, this song is going beautiful, Thugger Girls. Yeah, this album was good too. This album was just like he was like, I'm gonna make a country album, but it's just like his interpretation of what that means. And like, he's, it's like he's one of those artists that you that he shows you the world as he sees it. Yeah. Versus like guys like Kendrick and guys like Lupe who are just like they describe what they see. Thug is just like, all right, we're going out. I'm showing you this shit. Well, Tangent's gonna let me let me let me build this. Let me let me build the narrative for you. Like, not in a bad way, but Lupe and Kendrick are type of niggas that be like in a movie. They'd be like, oh, you're probably wondering how I got here. And yeah. Break down the whole shit. Like, it's starting in the middle, then it goes to the, go to the beginning, and then come back. Well, Thug is just like, we're starting to. Be, it's, it's like it's a whole narrative in itself. You're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? You don't know until at the end. Then you watch it again. You're like, "Oh shit! I'm picked up all the signs and shit from right here." Yeah, except except you could you could listen to Kendrick and Lupe describe it, and of yeah. course, it, it's never as fun when people explain it. But you understand less because they are so complex, and I feel like uh, there's no rhyme or reason, like. Like I don't, I don't actually don't think Young Thug could explain a lot of the shit that he does because it's uh, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know how rappers artistically are able to like come up with the shit they do because like there's a blueprint, I think more so with playing violin or like any musical instrument, but when the instrument is you and you're able to like interpret other people, but it's still like other people's shit. Like that's a much different, you can learn things, but it still has to come from you. And that's yeah. why I feel like it's it's harder. So that's why I feel like it's it's a kind of weird thing to explain, you know what I mean? Like there's no reason why Young Doug should be able to like 
I don't, through his own experiences and interpretation and sensitivity and just like reflection, you know what I mean? He's able to like, you know, really fucking emote and like that song Kill Before, especially like he's doing an interpretation. But to me, it feels like, you know, it, it like I'm there, you know what I mean? Like he's really, even if you don't know what the fuck he's saying, you're like, oh man, I feel that. You know what I mean? And that yeah. feels more pure than somebody doing some, you know, Beethoven's fifth or some shit, even if it's played real well, because it feels like it comes from a, you know, a very genuine place. A, it's, a more original place, at least yeah. to me. But rap, rap is never thought about that in, in like a high art kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel that. Unfortunately, it should be. And I feel like there have been like a lot of masterpieces. That go that go kind of unnoticed, or they just become like trapped in the time that they were made. Like we're talking about concepts and shit. We're talking about being there and seeing it. One of the best concept albums of all time, and no one talks about it, is fucking Sticky Fingers from Onyx. He made an album called Black Trash, and it legit the album is just like it's the the story is basically just a nigga who's like I want to get I want to make some money, so he goes out, he robs some people. He does some shit. He goes to jail and he gets out of jail. Meets up with one of his homies. It's a good nigga. He takes him on a he takes him on a robbery. At the robbery, the dude dies. Then Sticky Finger wants to, he wants to kill himself. Then he talks to God. God explains to him what life really means. Then he passes out. Has a dream about what if he was white. What would life be like? Then he gets arrested. Then after he gets arrested, he goes to court. And in court, the shit I was talking about earlier, where like future talking about the lawyer, judge, and shit like that. He does that. His lawyer is Redman. The judge is Remy Ma. They have witnesses, all that shit. That's terrible. It's not. It's fucking. It's, it was fucking incredible. It was incredible. No, no, no. It was, it was no. It wasn't. It wasn't Remy Ma. It wasn't Remy. It wasn't Remy Ma. It was fucking. What's your name? Send it was Rod. It was Rod Digger. It was Rod Digger. It was Rod Digger. Red man. Red man is your fucking lawyer. Yeah, yo. What's the what the fuck was that song called? That that whole album is fucking amazing, bro. <laughs> I never. I did not think you were gonna talk about Sticky Fingers because that nigga. <laughs> somehow comes up he's somehow relevant in some ways yeah he played he was blade who he was blade on the tv on the, on the tv show version of blade he played blade oh yeah he was blade <laughs> he was also like in def jam fight from new york my favorite one of my favorite video games ever he was like the main boss fight or the sec he's the second the main boss fight the wire yeah, no, he, he was on the wire. That was uh, what's his name? That was Fredro Star. Oh, whatever. Same group. Yeah, same. Yeah, same ball head niggas. But still, it was like they both from Southside, right? Yeah, they fucking and they used to fight everybody. But I don't know. Sticky Fingers somehow like he has he has relevance, but it's just like not in a major rapper way. He feels like Gilly the Kid. Gilly has more relevance than. Than sticky at this point, but I, the thing about Gilly is like I couldn't. Well, also both of them, I couldn't name one hit record they had. I don't know any hit songs Gilly the Kids ever had, but I've watched them. On, I follow them on Instagram. Everybody likes them on this podcast, but I don't know what he does. Is is Joe Budden more successful as a media personality? Yeah, Joe Budden's basically the the rap version of Joe Rogan. He's huge. <laughs> nah. But he's, yeah. not, he's not. He's not. He's got. He's he's gonna. He's gonna get there. He's the first like rapper that like. Uh, Joe I, Rogan. The the rap for rap for rap. Who else? Who else? Play, who else be in that role? That's such a. It feels like the because of the 
cultural influence. Like I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But if he's the rap version of Joe Rogan, he should be way bigger. Yeah, but that, that but I think though, like, what other rapper could fill that role? Because think about it, like Joe Rogan as a comedian, he was big. He was he was he was good, successful enough. He had a couple of bit roles. He never broke into like movies like that. Fear yeah. Factor. He wasn't really a comedian. He wasn't a comedian. He was just a host of Fear Factor. But he was known off his he was known off his stand up. But then he did this podcast. His yeah. podcast is what brought him to the upper echelon of like oh relevancy. Joe Budden. There was there was never a Joe Budden song big enough for him to be at like the Grammys. Right. Now as a as a as a media person, he can go to the Grammys. Yeah, feels gross, but. It does. It feels. It feels. It does. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but it does feel gross. It's, it's not awesome. terrible. I mean, I think he he's much much happier. I saw this interview when he was talking to Wale, and it just made me feel for Wale a little bit because he was basically asking Wale, like, "Do you like to rap?" Just like I don't like raps. Hmm. You know, and it was just like sad and weird. Yeah, Wale is one of those people that like. He's had a good career, but it's not the career that's worthy of his level of talent. Because he's a pretty, he's a really good rapper. Yeah, but he's not like the most likable guy, and that's if that was, should that shouldn't yeah. matter. If he was from New York, would he be bigger? Maybe, because I, I I feel for small market rappers, because I'm like. I'm like, other than Wiz Khalifa or a couple of other rappers in the pocket of whatever city, and it's like, they had to build up that shit. Or they had to make a detour from the rap that was already popular in that area. Like, for DC, it's like, like pop or like poppy or like club music, yes. band shit, DMV area, them Baltimore niggas, they've never had a real popular rapper, for real, for real. Or they did a couple times and then they got murdered. Or they would yep. just, you know, or even um, Spank Rock. I don't know if you know that nigga. He was like a kind of popular rapper from that area. But like, yeah, it's like niggas like what they like. And yeah. uh, it's it's hard. I think it's hard for him in the DC market, maybe. But I also think I, made it yeah. him. Yeah, it, yeah, but... I remember with, with that in mind, you got a guy like J. Cole. J. Cole is a North Carolina rapper, but he like he moved to New York. Yeah. And he got because it's I think it's yeah, it's easier to get shit there. And as a person, as people come from small markets like Boston or whatever, like Boston rappers, the only rapper that the only rapper that we really have that we don't even claim like that because nobody really knows is Guru from Gangstar. That's a Boston nigga. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a dude from Boston, but but Premier is from New York. So that's a New York group. But then it goes like Guru from Gangsta. Then it's like Mark Wahlberg, Benzino. Nigga, Benzino. Ed OG. Damn. Y'all almost had one, and then I think he got locked up or something. Who? Some rapper from Boston. We got a couple that are like, that could be good, but it's like they have to like, the thing is with small markets, and it sucks, it's like, the small market thing is like if the market doesn't support you, then you might you have to get the fuck out of there. Like Boston, I know does, this for a fact. Like does Diz get support? He doesn't get that much. That's that's what I'm talking about. He doesn't get like radio support. Like Stiz, he can go to the House of Blues in Boston, sell out. He sold out the House of Blues in like 10, 15 minutes. He's popping. 
you can go anywhere it's popping but you listen to the radio they will never play once this song you go to you go to deep like i remember i went to like i went to a party or like a like a club event and they're playing like they're playing five-year foreign they're playing like they're playing bobby they're playing pop smoke all this shit and they're just dancing you know doing the whole like just being like new york crips and shit and i was like bro <laughs> Yeah, niggas, niggas doing all New York Crip shit. They're like, I, like they're saying all that shit. I'm like, bro, we got local artists. Why don't we play them at these parties? I'm like, oh, we played one song. I'm like, yeah, but they, you could play more, my nigga. Like, they're from the same place we're from. You watch their videos. They're on the same streets we are. Like, why do I have to pretend that we're like other niggas? Just, just embrace who we are. But we're in a small market. You have this underdog mentality of just like, well, I A, resent the niggas that are bigger than me. But at the same time, I want to be just like those niggas. Do you like Favi? Is he good? Fabio's cool. He's not like pop. He's not pop smoke. Pop smoke was my nigga. I fuck with pop smoke. That was he was he had that he had a deep scary voice. Also, he had he was one of those people that had like a good just ear for music. Where it's like he linked with Travis Scott, and as he linked with Travis Scott, you could hear the influence. Like that's the thing that, that's what I like about Thug too. Thug is very much like he has influences, and you can see that in his music. Fabio is kind of just like I'm a crib. I smoke weed. You I fuck do. bitches. I fuck bitches in bodegas, and that's pretty much as far as yeah. I know, Weddy. Yeah, I'm like that shit. He feels he feels lost. He feels weird. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The New York City rap, I think, got lost, and I think unfortunately, Pop Smoke is an example of this. Um, New York City got lost when they got deeper into the gang culture. Like hmm. gang, like I guess Bloods from Rikers or whatever became a thing, you know, and people would come home and then fucking, you know, um, fucking. Yeah, bring that shit know, back. Yeah. yeah, bring it back. But I just don't feel like gang culture is real New York City culture. It's like not. it's not New York City rap culture, and it doesn't need to be. Like I think a lot of people in the West Coast think that it's harder in the West Coast, and they're more more gangster, or need to show that uh, because they have more gangs. And I think uh, it's a very simple way to think about like gangster rap, or just like the complexity of what people would cons- consider like like street raps or you know, even like telling stories, like they think the only path, like that's why I really don't like LA rap for the most part is because the gang culture took over in a way that it culturally shifted to LA and it made it feel like that was the thing. They're like, oh, we're the most real because we have the most gangs. And it's like, you niggas are dumb. Yeah, there's also... All of, yeah. Also, a lot of places have gangs that, they, but it's like their culture isn't. Yeah, it doesn't permeate through the music like that. Like it's the weird. Midwest, there's a ton. There's a ton of gangsters. There's the GDs is out there. The Hoover niggas is out there. There's a bunch of gang niggas in the okay. Midwest, but they don't really like. They don't blast that shit. Like there's a nigga named Duke Deuce from uh from Memphis. He's a G. He's a gangster disciple. But oh, yeah. it's just yeah. But it's like it's not. The whole song isn't about being a GD. He, he might mention it a couple of times, but it's just like, oh, I'm with my niggas, I have fun. If, if niggas want to fuck with us, we'll fuck with them back. There's energy there, but it's just like, it's not all gang shit. Like, that's why, like, even when, that's like... All they, but that's all, there's a good period of time where 
and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, like, as a New York person, I just listen to a lot of L.A. rap, and I'm like, wow, that's all you bum-ass niggas have. Like, these niggas, these L.A. niggas are bums. Like, they're broke, and they have flags and no food. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they live off that shit. Because it's, it's, it's generations and generations. Like, my father was a blood. My father's father was a blood. Gross. Grow up. I remember the game. Bum. I remember the game. Niggas are just getting money, man. Yeah. Getting money. They're like there's more like there's there was a lot of drugs in LA, but not nearly as much as New York, yeah. man. Also not yeah. nearly as much. Yeah, because I've been out here like just reading. I read like this is this there's a dude on Twitter named Baltown or whatever. And he would just tell stories of New York drug dealers who are just cruising shit. And that's literally that's that's all they did. Like the Supreme Team niggas, like what's it call it? Uh who else? There was a there, like all the New York all the New York gangs they got money or they were just like scary as shit like the fucking what was it the Decepticons who just that that was all they did they were you know you ever heard of that Nick the Decepticons oh maybe early nineties like, I mean it was like eighties nineties there's a group of niggas called the Decepticons they were they had the streets were people were terrified of them bro it was them then they had the low life niggas the niggas that wore polo and shit those niggas was out here doing crazy shit. Like New York gangs, they used to be like they weren't giant like the Bloods and the Crips and shit. That's why you had the movie like the Warriors, whereas the Warriors was them like that. That movie is about yo, we need to unify and become a giant gang like the Bloods and Crips because it's all like smaller sets and shit. Yeah, much smaller now. Much smaller, but it was still like they were dangerous as fuck. But all these all these sets inspired like they, they inspired all this shit. But but uh, rap culture. Niggas is always affiliated, but they weren't like, no, I'm in this, I'm in this gang. It was always just like, I think it's also because of Giuliani and shit. Because Giuliani had like the Giuliani was shutting down all the drug dealing and gang shit, so he didn't want to say, yeah, I'm part of this gang. And then after that, it's kind of like, I mean, this, this is all just like, I'm just guessing. I think like even like fifty when fifty came out, fifty was just like, I'm not a, I'm not a crip, I'm not a blood. I have my crew of niggas, but I'm not a gang nigga. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's my team people that I trust. Dipset had the blood affiliation shit, it, but it was still like it, it was at Dipset. It, it kind of it started coming back then because Dipset was all blood niggas, but they weren't like super super blatant like Pyru all that shit. It was just like Cam came out, he was cool. Then Jimmy came out. Jimmy brought the game together. Jimmy the game came together. They had that song where it's like, oh, it all blood shit. Oh yeah. Certified gangsters. Certified gangsters. That's that's that to me is like the beginning of like that's what the the gang shit in New York. Yeah, up. it's it is. Uh, it's, I think it's just so boring. I, I want to hear like, I want to hear what you did. Got to want to hear like the street thing. Like I'm a blood. All right. There's like a whole history there. When does your history begin? What do you do? Because I I'm tired of hearing the the, the gangster shit anyway. Like to be to be honest, but you know there you can't the authenticity only goes so far. It's like, are you as authentic as death? You know, like <laughs> niggas like I'm real, I'm in the street. It's like, but you alive? Because <laughs> when you say all the real niggas that are in jail, but you're out rapping and you're not in jail, I don't so know. are you a real nigga or? I don't know. Is this a fun conversation? It's a conversation. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I guess it's not fun. It's not fun, but it's just like, hey, but it's real, nigga. It's just uh, like, niggas yo. watch this? 
Yeah, people listen to this shit. They're like, oh, yeah, because it's like, because I'm about rapping shit and talking about how we all digest music and how that's important. And I think that, like, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what we're, that's what we're about. It's just like, oh, shit, I'm listening to music differently. And it kind of, and also, I'm about to ask you, like, yo, what's going on? Like, I'm going to ask you, like, what's going on in your life and shit. And based off what you told me, I'm going to try to find a song that will help you with whatever problem you got, whatever, just whatever's on, whatever's on your mind. Oh, so, so what's going on? So what's going on, man? In my life? Yeah. Um, shit, man. I fucking, I moved. Got mm-hmm. spot. Me and old girl taking a break. Mm. But it's good. Because the nigga needs space. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. Uh, quarantining. And quarantining can be tough. It's fine. Um... <laughs> It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm working a lot, which I'm grateful for. I've been, I've been keeping a gratitude journal every night for the past oh, yeah? week and a half. How's that going? Good. I write down five things I'm grateful for that's every smart. night before I go to sleep, and uh, that's helping me. All right, that's that's cool, man. Um, on my end. On my end, I kind of like, I try to do that self-gratitude thing all the time where like, I actually like, I sent myself a postcard a while back, like maybe like two weeks ago, just to be like, yo, you're doing great. Keep it up. And that like, that's a small thing that, that helps a lot. I try to like always write like positive shit. So I'm totally with you on that way. So what I'm getting from you is that, you know, like you're just, you're living life and you're not trying to maintain what you're maintaining, you're, but you are maintaining yeah, I mean, I'm not maintaining like, you know how niggas get when um, they're being a little bit overly dramatic about surviving and different things. It's just like, ah, maintaining, keeping my head up, brother. Just, just taking it one day at a time. Oh, Ooh, you know, you know, I can't complain, but I don't just, it's just so hard out here for a brother. I'm depressed, you know, I miss my girl, I'm sad, you know. Uh, well, didn't eat dinner last night, but you know, can't complain. Yeah. You know, I, I, I burnt the shit out this pork chop I had because I was on the phone with a, a friend, he, he's in the hospital. Uh, he's got, yeah, he lost his foot. Lost yeah, his he had to have his both his feet amputated, but I just sent him a pair of sneakers. So he was trying to send me the shoes back since he ain't got no feet. But I told him, you know, he could keep them. But other than that, I can't complain. Can't complain. Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm hanging in there. I'm living. I'm just thankful for life. Thank you. Thank you. You know. Uh, well, well, what I'll say is I'm not like that. Well, Nick, I have a quick question. Um, what are you using to stream the music? Spotify. Spotify. All right. Well, speaking of that, I had to, I had to make that I had to make that clear because um, there is an artist that's on Spotify who uh, I got title for, and now he's on Spotify. And um, I think that the energy you're talking about and basically we, we, we what everything we encompassed how like how New York became 
we came about gang culture. It's all about getting money, but it's also like you want to talk about maintaining, but doing well. You're, you're still like optimistic. Sure, there might be some anxiety there, but you're moving forward no matter what. So I say, Nick, can you play uh, politics as usual off reasonable doubt? I feel pretty good, man. Yeah, that's it. And that politics as usual off reasonable doubt. That whole album is really just Jay being like, you know what? I'm good. He's I anxious. I, I don't think I like that album. You don't like you don't like reasonable doubt. Why not? I don't. Why? Boring. It's not, bro. It's just like it, the thing about it is you got you gotta it's boring. How is it boring, bro? Niggas talk about that. Niggas boring for real. I don't know, bro. I think Jay has always been pretty interesting. I feel like Jay has been. Uh, I mean, I like him, man, for sure. But I okay, okay. If you don't, if you don't want to hear that, you don't gotta play that. No, no, play. It. I don't care. I can't. Even, I can barely hear. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your voice went up so high. Oh God. Yeah, it's all about delivery, baby. Yeah. And I don't know. I just see Jay as like, oh, on this album for me, and what I like assess from it was kind of just like. Him when he when he dropped this shit, he didn't he didn't want to drop this shit at first. He was like, I'm gonna drop this shit, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going back to the streets because rap is not working for me. I've been ra- I've been I've been rapping now for about ten years. I haven't blown up the way I want to blow up. I've been using all my drug money for this shit, and yeah. this doesn't work. Like why why would I waste my time and hurt my ego to rap when I could just be selling drugs, being the man? Because I'm a I'm a I, he was a he was a good rapper, but a better drug dealer. Absolutely. Up until that point, yeah. Up I to mean, that that's point, how good he was because he wasn't getting caught. Obviously, yeah, exactly. You know, he was, yeah, he was doing fantastic. Records, if you're not getting, if you're not selling records, and you're not getting caught, you're obviously a much better, a better drug, drug dealer. dealer. Exactly. If you're not getting caught but, selling drugs, <laughs> you're obviously yeah, yeah. That's that's but like, but how long can that last? But how long can that last? That's what he's probably asking himself all the time. How long can it last? Because the whole album is just, again, like him being like, okay, I've been selling drugs for a while. It's going well. I want I want to do rap. I'm not doing well in rap. But I want to do it because I know that I could be good. And if I stop, if, if I have to go back to selling drugs, I'm going to go to jail. Or or worse, or worse I'm going to get killed. Or I'm going to have somebody try to kill my family. Mm-hmm. And he, so this album came out and it was kind of like him being like, you know what? I'm gonna drop this little album. He, try, he tries, he tries to play nonchalant. He tries not to have too much enthusiasm. If you hear what he's saying, you hear what you hear what's going on in his head. That dude was going through a lot, bro. He was anxious. He was anxious as shit, but he was like, you know what? I'm good right now. And I'm trying to be good. This is him trying to be good. That's why like you hear shit like you hear in my lifetime, you hear hard knock life, you hear all that shit. You hear the rest of his shit just come out there. Like, all right. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm not good. If I should die, don't cry. Like I, you hear all. You hear all that shit really come out then. But here he's trying to be like, you know what? I'm maintaining. I'm doing all right. But he's trying his hardest. But he's like, I'm doing all right. But I'm trying to feel happy right now. Yeah. Uh, I used to think it was not okay to feel happy, or that that was a forced emotion, or that was stupid. Yeah. Trying to do or be. But now that I got some meds in me and then I, you know, I've actually been happy and I've been um 
meditating like every day more like for the past like month or so yeah every day and gratitude journal and all that shit and exercising i was always exercising a lot especially in la it's like the only shit it feels like you can do sometimes yeah but yeah i see i feel that because it gives it keeps you sane. that's why everyone like i saw people like i was it in la where people were protesting to go back in the house and they were like doing squats outside the gym in protest. I don't think that was L. It might have been LA. I'm not sure. Because it was like people were just like, what the fuck do we do? But <laughs> but still it's good that you're like, it's still good that you're embracing, you know, being happy and embracing and being like it's not not forcing it. I feel like the problem with happiness is not that it's bad, but it's just that like I think society's kind of told us, oh, you can only be happy if this, that, or the third. And t- happiness is now a tool to sell shit in capitalism. It's a tool to be like, oh, you want to be happy. You got to buy this. You got to buy that. Because you don't want to be sad. You never want to be sad. Like Happiness and sadness aren't the opposites of each other. They're both just on the emotional spectrum. They're just right. different emotions. They're not opposites. They're not enemies. It's a part of life. And it's okay to be happy sometimes the same way it's okay to be sad sometimes. But if you're happy all the time, that's fucking, you're a psycho. Who could be happy all the time? That's 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 the scariest shit I've ever heard in my life. They're kind of the same. How do you figure? Because they're both emotions that come and go. It's not a fixed state. No, they're not. It's like, you know. You know, um, I mean, as an autistic person, it's the same to me. But, you know. Oh, yeah. Sam like Sam J broke down to me once for like an hour and a half how I was autistic and I was like I'm not really autistic I know you said no hundred percent hundred percent hundred percent but Sam broke down she was like no it's Wanda here here are five to six detailed stories about your autism and I was like damn damn you got a point there like, you you're right See, sometimes you ever notice how you walk up to conversations and you talk about something completely random. To, I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. Man. Oh God, Nick was there. Oh God, it was insufferable. This nigga was talking for how long to my agents that time after the color Urkel? I was like, why did I invite this nigga? You're killing me, bro. That's why you tell me I'm I'm an autistic nigga, bro. Shit. Ah, bro, that shit tap on the shoulder. Crazy. Make a face so much, so fast. I was like, this nigga won't stop talking, bro. Yeah. You were killing me, man. Oh, I thought I was having a good time. I was suffering. Yep. I didn't notice because I have (laughs) autism. (laughs) Nick, you know what I'm saying? I didn't notice because I was just nervous to be there. Oh, Oh, word, oh. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Why was like them niggas ain't nothing? But it's just a, a social situation where it's like I, I don't want to say anything that's gonna fuck up anything. So I was just much like on this podcast, I'm very, very quiet. <laughs> Why? Why don't you say anything, niggas? Tawanda. I I don't know. This nigga's this... name is Tawanda. Yeah. <laughs> this nigga's African. It doesn't matter. It matters more, if anything, bro. 
It matters less because you African. Fuck out of here. Not you mean, bro. Shit. Africanness, it's like, word. We're bringing together two cultures Africans, yeah. Jamaicans. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, right. Oh, this is like a Nick. Nick Chambas. <laughs> and my dad is Haitian. Word, we like we out we out we out here. We doing shit, bro. We're not out here. I don't I don't try to fucking relate to and can understand anything about Haitian culture and I don't care to. I don't give a shit. <laughs> nah, oh they, they fine, they're fine. They're it's cool, It's bougie and evil. Yeah. Everyone has at least one bougie evil aunt, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It was just like, damn, yeah. you're just miserable. I don't know if it's on on y'all side, but um, in LA, Independence Day is on VH1. I think oh. that's pretty fly. I feel like Independence Day. I like and the more when I, when I was a kid and I watched it, I loved Will Smith. So good. But then I got older. I was like, oh, Jeff Goldblum is just like killing. He's he's he held that movie together. He does for sure. Because Will at one point is just like, hey. I've watched, I, I, he's like, well, hey, I watched that ship fly. I can fly one. And everyone's just like, okay. Or they have that super armor and he punches it dead in the face Welcome and knocks it out. Welcome to Earth. That, that, shit, that shit was gangster. That shit was gangster though. Iconic. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the, oh, this is the scene, bro. This is the White House. Oh, this is when they, when the reporters are outside in Independence Day. That's that's when uh, the aliens blow it up, right? Yeah, when everyone's on like when everyone's on the roof or whatever, and they're like, "Welcome to aliens," and the aliens just blow them. They, they just blow them up for no reason. Besides, you know, we just want to blow shit up. Yeah, I like the aliens in uh, Mars Attacks better. Yeah, because they're just like bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I've been watching. I've been watching Goosebumps on uh, Netflix, and there are several episodes that just end with like, "Oh, and they were an alien," and that's the whole explanation. <laughs> like, wait, why are they chasing us? Oh, they were aliens, and they just walk away, and then it's like, "Oh, that, that makes sense." The another episode was just like, "Oh, we found this kid. Turns out it's not the kids on the alien. Everyone else is an alien." That was those are the two top twists. There's also a kid. A- well, they should do a Goosebumps reboot and just follow all these kids after all this, like as adults. Like when you're a kid, you saw an alien, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My life has never been the same. <laughs> Yo. Show a nigga just sitting home on his couch, eating and be like, so do you work? And he's like, no. Yeah. Um, I haven't worked for some time. Yeah, yeah he's I'm all crazy. fucked up. They all got PTSD. <laughs> I've been in the basement of my parents' house. They slide me food under the door. They don't, want, they don't talk to me anymore. We don't talk much. But it's a life. Don't fuck okay. with ventriloquist dummies anymore, man. You're oh, my God. Yo, you see all, all the kids with phobias? I don't put on masks anymore. <laughs> I don't put on masks. I'm sorry. I can't go to the museum and see a sarcophagus ever again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch Marvel movies. I don't watch movies. I don't watch Marvel movies. Yo, remember that one with the heroes, with the superheroes? Yeah, I was watching that shit like two days ago, bro. Well, yeah, that one was crazy. That one was weird. Yeah, I was watching it, and I was watching it because it was like that one villain was chasing that kid around the entire time. But for ha- for the first half, 
the villain pretends to be like a little girl. And she, I was like, yo, are you, this list, she's pretending to be like a 12 year old girl and he's flirting with a 12 year old boy. And I was just like, did anybody think this through? Like, it's like it was me the whole time. Like, you were flirting with a child. You were flirting with a child this entire time. And I think the the hero was played by Adam West or some shit. No, the hero was played by whoever was playing was flirting with that child. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Yo, I had this joke, man. I don't know if it's gonna go through, but I was writing for this Adult Swim cartoon. I don't know if it's. I don't know if they. They. It didn't make it into two scripts, but they. It was like the favorite joke of my bosses and it might go into this other script. But I was basically like, there was this whole premise or whatever. I, I, I can't have enough uh, context for it. But anyway, this like, um, cause I don't want to get in trouble contractually. But in any case, um, like there's a daughter and a mother and the daughter is about to be like in a public place with a lot of like, older men, but there's also like the idea that a lot of the men look like young boys, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a cartoon, so you just yeah. kind of, you know. Guys probably, yeah, like, yeah they, they look like young boys. And she's like, you know, she says to her daughter, you know what you have to do to tell that somebody is actually an older man and a pedophile and not a young, and not a young boy. Somebody is like a, a young looking pedophile who's like a young, but is ostensibly an old man. And she's like, no, and she's just like, you gotta do the the theme music to putting in the Ritz. You gotta do, and if they sing it, that's how you're a pedophile. <laughs> so <laughs> you go, the tune you go, and if they go putting in the ritz, there it is. <laughs> I hope it makes it into whatever this is because I want to see that. Right, that, that felt like a long setup, but I I just wanted to have enough context. Oh, when is that? When it no, when we see it, we're like, oh, he explained this perfectly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so here's the final segment that I need help with. Okay. Um, pretty much, this is where like we turn the tables, and I tell you something I'm going through, and I want help with it with a song or whatever. Okay. So Good. basically, what's happening is um, I'm trying to learn how to like apologize better without because uh -huh. I noticed that like when I apologize when I fuck up, instead of just being like I'm sorry and then accepting like the negativity i'm like i'm sorry and then i try to like talk over how they feel while by explaining how they feel pretty much like instead of like trying to figure out how do i apologize in a way that's like can make things better and not just be like i'm sorry forgive me because i know forgiveness is like not like guaranteed so how do i apologize in a way that's like to accept the negativity that I, i've caused um Oh no, it's a tough one. Yeah. How do you say that again? One more time. Basically, like I'm trying to learn how to apologize better to some hoes. <laughs> you don't apologize to hoes, bro. Or yourself, or a girl you like. It could be to a girl I like. It could be to myself. It could just just apologize in general. 
it's hard for me to say like it's easy for me to say i'm sorry but it's hard for me to accept what is going to come after that i'm sorry and that's the part where everyone gets murdered Mm -hmm. i would say uh la 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 means i love you by the delphonics And I like listening to that song because it, I also feel like it's to and for myself. Yeah. It feels like a weird kind of self-love thing. All right. You know this song? No, I don't. Oh, this song is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I never like took a real deep dive into like, the Delphonics and shit like that. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people that just like listens to like new shit. And I'm like, I was listening to the 90s today, and that's as far as I go back. I've listened to so much like older shit and like Motown and things like that, and it's made me so happy. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I listen to like, I listen to some Teddy Pendergrass from time to time, like some James Brown, but I don't really go too much deeper than that. You know this song, right? Yeah, the lead singer from this. I went through a phase where I listened to like a lot of Spinners and Delphonics. The lead singer of the Delphonics, his voice is insane. I heard this. I also heard this sampled. I've heard this sampled several times. Mm-hmm. Oh, this song for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I gotta ask, how do y'all feel about the fact that like as music grows? Songs that we grew up with and it's like getting sampled more and more. Um, weirded out a little old. I heard um, what sounded like um, like on that new Migos uh, song with NBA YoungBoy, "Bitch Get in My Car" get sampled. Damn. And I'm like, what? All right, I'm out. I'm gonna head out. <laughs> like. You just feel old, old. yeah. It's weird. Or like when DJ Khaled basically just took the whole beat from Sorry Miss Jackson and used it for that scissor song. What? Yeah. They took the whole Sorry Miss Jackson, they took the whole beat and put on a new song. I was like, what the? And I got so mad and I was like, oh, this is what older generations were. Scissor, yeah. They got a song together. It doesn't doesn't really work that well. I know it doesn't. Because. You can't sample when it's a whole song and it's DJ Khaled and it's SZA. Yeah, I don't I see her as that type of singer, but... I think she's such an overrated singer. Oh, I think she's good, but she's I think fine. that... Yeah. She's fine. I like her better, but her, but it's a different kind of vibe. I like... I, like, I do like SZA. Um, yeah. but I don't like what you just described. Yeah, that's no, that song, that song, that song's bad. Yo, can you play that shit, Nick? And this is La La La, I Love You, right? By the Delphonics. Yeah. Man, I hate, I hate that, um, there's so many light-skinned R&B singers. Light-skinned female R&B singers. It's, it's made niggas actually think they like light-skinned black women. And it's like, yeah, I don't actually. You What's crazy? Think, yeah. You, you tricked me. Yeah, because the crazy part is, there's probably way more dark skin. Like, there's probably a lot more dark skin R&B singers that they give credit to. 
They're probably all out here doing their thing, trying to struggle yeah. to make this shit work. They should. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, is it? Is Saweetie dark skin? Nah, Saweetie's light skin. She's like brown oh, skin, light skin. They're all light skin. Except like Ari Lennox and then Summer Walker's kind of brown skin. And Ari doesn't get none of the love, bro. Ari doesn't get enough love, and you can see it bothers her. But people online, like, yeah, but yeah, but online. It's just like her fans, are like, what are you talking about? We love you. It's like, no, but the world doesn't. And fans want to be, fans want to be like, oh, but we love you. It's like, no, I want, I deserve more. I don't know, bro. It's not even the world. It's just like a, a more significant population of people. It's just like, what the fuck? Can she get to the bag? It's like, her last album was so fucking good. It was. That's just perfect. Yeah. That album's that album is perfect. But this, is, this is that scissor shit I was telling you about. I can't really see it here. Turn up a little bit. I mean, no, I like I like scissor. I just don't. It could have been any other artist besides. It didn't have to be scissor. The song. Like I feel like Tory Lanez does this stupid shit all the time. Tory Lanez, yo. Tory Lanez, he said, it. yeah. He said on his last album, no, they had to pay so much money for uh, all the all the cover, all like the samples and shit. They had to pay so much money that it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. I, but Tory Lanez is weird to think. Like, I wish Tory Lanez, if he stayed doing songs in New York with New York artists, it'd be a better lane for him than like just doing this shit. He does shit with, he did that song with Bobby. I like that. I like that, I like that song. I like that song a lot. I like, like Kalo K a lot. That shit's dope. Yeah, I like that shit. Yeah. He has like, he's good at, he's good at a lot of shit. He just doesn't go for, like he does, he's good at that. I remember he did that song with Casanova, that uh, 2 a.m. shit, the Afro, the Afro beats joint. That shit was hot. But it's just like, Tori, just do that. Don't give us 2000s vintage shit. Just do this new shit. For all these new, you're good at, do, you're good as a new artist. Que lo que mami. I was always amazed by how this plane got off. <laughs> what, in, uh, in Independence Day? <laughs> yeah, it's some bullshit. It shouldn't. None of that shit should work. Also, Jeff Goldblum shouldn't have made he shouldn't have made it into the White House that easily. No way, bro. Just a disheveled man with glasses being like, excuse me, you gotta talk to the president, or we're all gonna die. He should have been tased. Hey, they would have shot him before he got to the door. They should have shot him on the White House on the White House lawn. <laughs> but then yeah. with Booker, I thought I was on to something. But then the next week, nah. No, it was nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, was it Vivica A. Fox or Tyra Banks who was his wife in this movie? Vivica. Vivica. And she's the yeah, only person that survives. They sampled Bitch Get In My Car, and I was like, what? Yo, Nick, play that shit. Bitch Get In. No, what's the, what's the, uh... The new song? The new, the, the Amigo song, yeah. Um, I forgot what it's called. NBA Youngboy's been on some big features lately. I'm not gonna lie, I like NBA Youngboy's music a lot. Uh, I like some some uh, of his projects. Not bad. 
It's not bad, but he's also just like I watch him and go, that's just an angry the dog. No, no, the dog survives well, somehow. Look at, look at this nigga. <laughs> also, they also they also owned a Labrador Retriever, a Golden Retriever. Yeah, no, never seen a black family. Black family, yeah, 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 never seen a black family with a golden retriever. That was amazing. That's groundbreaking. That's 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 way more made up than the aliens in that movie. Like I've never seen. <laughs> nah. It. Hear it? I hear you. I hear that in the back. It's like that's just weird, though. Like I don't know. Like, you sound fucking like some mid. It does. But that beat was hard. Yeah, it does, but it is. But like this shit, it kind of like I listen to this. I'm like, yo, what's the point of this? Like, what's the point? What's the point of this song? Like, I, I feel like I don't know. Like, that's what that's what, that's what's been in my mind a lot for the past like two three months. Like in quarantine and shit, this is like, what's the point of a lot of these fucking songs? Of I've rap songs. Yeah, just of, of these like super popular, these topical in the moment microwave rap songs that just are like they don't have longevity. Like I can't, I can't go outside. I'm not going to a fucking party. Why would I? Why? Why do we need this? Why does that have to yeah. be made? You know, why should perfect, I buy this? What? You know, it's a perfect song for quarantine. The perfect album right now. What up? Somebody that's gotten much, much better. I fucking love. Fucking Coda the friend. Y'all fuck with him. I don't know who that is. Coda the Friend, this nigga from Fort Greene. Um, he has a new album called Everything. Yeah? He's so good. He's got Lakeith and Lapita on on the album. Mm. And he's got uh, Joey Badass on a song. Word. You ever feel like you can just judge how good an album is based off the quality of the features? Not to say like the biggest artist, but just like the just good people. Yeah, I, I, and I love that um, Lapita and Lakeith are just on it. Just talking? Yeah, just like interludes. It's called Lapita Interlude and Lakeith and Interlude. That's cool. Yeah. I'll check it out. What's called? It's, it's Coda. The Friend. Coda the friend. Let me go to this. Let me go to my fucking. Let me go to title right now. The first song is the the first song is a bop. Every song on it is is hard. Summer house. Yeah, summer house. Right, let's hear that. Coda the friend. Yeah. All right. All right. And then see after, this, after this, I gotta go eat the sandwich. Of course, I gotta do the same thing, man. You gotta. Coda the friend. Huh. He's got a bunch. Oh, he's got mad albums. I got all these three albums. And you say he's from Fort Greene? Mm-hmm. Wow. Turn up a little bit, Nick. It's hard. Yeah, I see him on the cover. He has, like, his beard almost connects, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Representation matters. It, it, do, it does matter. Everyone can't be super bearded out here, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um... Super positive too, which I like. Yeah, like, but not like overly positive, right? Mm. Maybe. It feels like, cause, well, based, yeah, no, based off what I'm hearing right now, it's kind of just like, 
Yeah, I've seen it's like I've seen some real shit. Hold up. Like I've seen some like I've seen some real shit. I've like you know I smoke weed from time to time. Like I like I'm I'm positive. I'm not in the best headspace all the time, but I'm trying to be in a good headspace. That's what I'm hearing. Not just like the shit is good. Everybody stop doing drugs. Like that overly positive Will Smith. Oh shit. no, not like that. No. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like that. It's like you can be like it's not like yeah. I'm not letting the like I'm not letting life get me down. Yeah, or let the bullshit in. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a different kind of positive. It's not like oh everything is great. We got to be together. Like no, nah, it's like fuck that shit, bro. Sometimes shit's trash. Yeah. I can see myself like in the crib, like you know, watching some bullshit show and taking a shower to this, and then getting dressed just to sit in the crib some more. Damn. Like, oh, Wanda, you're a fucking bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Get your fucking life together. To do what, bro? That's why I have. That's why I have the pod. That's why I have a pod. That's why I have a podcast now. A podcast. I got what? I tie dye t shirts and shit. You do? Sorry, bitch. What I do, yeah. What'd you say? I tied out like I tied out <laughs> t-shirts. Thanks, thanks, bro. I appreciate Nick that. Nick said that like it was a revelation. Yeah, because Nick's a, Nick's a very positive. He's a good. That's a good friend to have. He's like, oh, oh bro, wow, that's yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. I didn't know that about you. Exactly. He's trying to do that. Trying to write a fucking pilot. Got this animal. Got this animal crossing game now. Got some new glasses. A Fubu hat. I'm doing okay, bro. A Fubu hat. Yeah, nigga. Where's your food at? You gotta support the movement, baby. Mm. This is very pretty. Oh, you got your wait. Oh, that's your mask. Is that a cat mask? Nah, bro. I I stay. I keep mine. I keep mine purely surgical, my nigga. My shit is purely surgical because I didn't want to play no games, bro. Shout out to Cat Stacks. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. that was yo. That was that was that was that was that was, that was Nick's homie. Yo, she, he loved Cat Stacks yo. back in the back oh, in the day. Know? Back in the day, he spent he used to make videos. Look, wait. You remember how, what was your impression of her? No, I would just talk by my as my. So all right, she gained notoriety because yeah. uh, you know she slept with rappers and talked about it. And then she did a video where her background looked very much like the room that I was in. And I was like, oh, so I'll do a video pretending that I'm her roommate. So <laughs> I'm, I'm Matt Stacks. And then I talked about like all the women that I was sleeping with or whatever. Like I said, I, I fucked Monique. <laughs> she was like, yes, baby. Yes, baby. I like it. You got to do what you got to do. And then like I put, I put up a video I went to do a show like in Boston. I'm looking at the views. I'm like a thousand. That's that's weird. I take out my phone after the show, and it's like a hundred thousand views. I was like, "What the fuck happened?" So she found she found it somehow, and posted it on her website. And then for like two years, I was that was my shit. I would put out like videos every week, just talking about like random shit, as. <laughs> as Cat Stacks roommate Max. Yo, what was yo, what, what was your what was your favorite Cat Stacks no Matt Stacks moment? She used to quote me. She used to quote me like someone was trying to extort. They hacked her website and they're trying to extort her. And I was like, "How are you gonna expose 
expose somebody who exposes themselves. Like she does it herself, blah, blah, blah. And then she did a video like two days later and said the same line. I was like, why the fuck? So, 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 Kat, so Kat's ass was like, was this, was, this stealing, was stealing your lines? Yeah. Nigga, you wrote for Cat Stack. Right? <laughs> for Cat on lineups as your credit. This next comedian <laughs> is a writer for Cat you for Cat Stacks. She might have fucked your favorite rapper. Give it up for Matt. St- I mean, <laughs> for Nick Chambers, everybody. But what was the fun? Um, what was your favorite thing that you said as that you said as Matt Stacks? Oh, I used to say some like all that. I took all that shit down because I used to say some wild shit. Uh, my favorite thing was I kind of put out that runaway uh, video, like the long, the long version of that, and I just did a parody of that. Just like put myself in the different scenes and like just talk shit about it. I think that was my favorite thing. That should have gone by. That shit. That that shit's hilarious. That. You just were Matt St- and you just felt like I'm Matt Stacks and you just annoyed all the dudes she was fucking. <laughs> I I yeah, like I would talk like anytime she would tell the story, I'd tell my side of it. It was uh, yeah. Oh shit. Or like of what you heard. Right. You could hear fucking. Exactly. Like, oh Nelly, you saying you weren't over here? I knew you was over here because you was playing on Nintendo Wii. You had the band-aid on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Left the band-aid on the floor. <laughs> Oh, Soldier Boy, you was here. And there was no blood on it or nothing. I thought you was hot and stuff. I thought you that's fucking funny. That's funny oh. as shit, bro. But Joe, uh thanks for doing the show, Jordan. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. that was a great conversation about like, you know, just rap and life and shit. Matt's that oh. shit. That's fucking great. Um, Nick, I want can you do me a favor and um could you be Dr. Umar asking for donations <laughs> to this podcast? Based on this episode. Now, now these three brothers, these three brothers have done a podcast, and it will not last. The podcast <laughs> will not last. The podcast will not last without donations. <laughs> donations. Donations. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you guys. No, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate after that, that guys. Donation, and after you make that donation. I will have a libation. Libation, <laughs> libation, libation. Thank you so much, everyone listening. Also, we're going to have live shows again. When this, we're going to have live shows when this opens up, when the world opens again soon. We're going to have live shows. And you cannot bring your Caucasian wife. All right. Thank you guys <laughs> very much. <laughs> Later, niggas. Peace, niggas. Bye. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know, help us grab a song. Turn the volume up, I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.